Welcome to the Careerfluencer Podcast. These next three episodes on how to land an offer single-handedly will change your career. Here we go. Alrighty, y'all. So today we are going to dive into phase two of how to land an offer. And you guys, I am so fired up about this episode for you today. Phase two is tell them what you do. Remember, phase one was hit the market hard, and now we're digging into phase two, which is tell them what you do. And this is huge. If you're like me, and I take a lot of advice, really just at face value, if it looks credible, if it's from a website that's popular per se, like why would I think twice about listening to the advice that I see on there? They seem like they know what they're talking about. So... A lot of the advice around this phase, okay, where you're speaking to a human, whether in an interview or on the phone or virtually, you know, Zoom interview, whatever type of conversation you're having with a human in the hiring process, I'll just go ahead and say most advice about this is complete what I call fluff. It's irrelevant or outdated or cookie cutter content they copied from someone else. I don't even know. Or it's from people who have never even been on the other side of the hiring equation and they're just maybe guessing or I, I don't know. It, I'm, I'd like to think it's well-intentioned, but let me just tell you, you're not going to hear that in this episode um, because I want you guys to be the ones who go out there and I know you can help these companies that you want to work for tremendously. Right now, more than ever, companies need strong, ambitious, smart, talented, high potential talent like yourself on their team to help them get to the next level, serve their clients, be able to have you be a part of the bigger mission or cause or community that they are serving. I truly believe this. Companies need top talent. They need you. If you have everything that it takes to do the job, but for whatever reason, you're not able to really nail this stage, that can be a problem, not only holding your own career back, but the organizations out there that will be missing out on your work, on what you bring to the table, all of the impact that you can make in the right direction for them. So that's why I'm so fired up about this one, you guys. Everything you're about to hear is truly my own perspectives from my own experience over the years and why I get paid the big bucks. And if you do care about your career, okay, whether you're on the hunt for your next opportunity or not, just listen up. First off, right out the gate, two things I want you to take away from this episode here. Number one, there are no right answers, only the answers that are already inside of you. This is not an exam type of situation. When you're in an interview, there are no right or wrong answers, okay? Only the things that you say are what they want to hear. There are reasons why hiring managers or interviewers will ask certain questions. And a lot of times I, you know, will work with people one-on-one and help them kind of like 
understand maybe why they asked a certain question or not. But really, honestly, that's really overthinking it. What's important to realize is that anyone who says, here's how you answer this type of interview question and they get so specific. No, just don't even go there. I truly believe that is a waste of time. Every hiring manager, every company, even per role or position they're pursuing or trying to find someone for can be completely different. And I will dig into that even more. But number one, there are no right or wrong answers, okay? Trust that you have the answer. That's why they're asking you the question. And we'll leave that at that. Number two is your number one goal of this entire situation. Why are we communicating? Why do I have to speak to a human in this phase, right? The reason why is because we want to inspire an action and we will inspire an action either positively or negatively, right? Ideally, it would be to say, this is the candidate we'd like to extend an offer to, make that decision, right? Or it could go the other way where the inspired action is we're moving forward with other candidates or we're not completely sure about this candidate or anything that's not a complete yes. So the more certainty we can go towards the better case scenario, right, the better. The thing is, when you're telling them what you do, okay, you're showing up, you're communicating with a human. And it's less about what you say or the answers per se, and more about who you are being in the overall experience of this communication, okay? This instance of talking to a human, talking to someone who could potentially hire you, talking to someone even for advice in a career advice type of situation. It's more about who you are being. Overall, one thing that you'll hear me say <laughs> that I've really encapsulated all of this into is that a lot of times we see people try to catfish, whether because they think that's what they're supposed to be doing or unintentionally. But basically, you need to be aware, are you catfishing? Okay, and there's two ways or two types, I guess, of catfishing that we see. Number one, on one side of it is trying to appear more successful than you are, speak super smart, or you want to hack, you know, the interview or the conversation by saying clever sounding things that you found on Google, or <laughs> you're asking these like really hard hitting questions kind of out of the blue that sound scripted. In the end, this comes off as trying to be someone that's a professional robot. It doesn't sound normal. <laughs> okay, that's the best way I can say it. If you feel like you aren't saying things you would normally say, especially if you're using these big words, or if you don't even really understand why you're asking a certain question, basically, if you're trying to look more successful than you are for whatever reason, that's this type of catfishing. The second type on the opposite end of the spectrum of catfishing <laughs> is trying to be too cool. Like you're kind of just like unengaged and sometimes people don't realize they're doing this either, that they look uninterested. Um, sometimes it comes off as looking like you're playing hard to get that, you know, this is just another day in the life and I've got things to do. And is this over with yet? Anything else you need to know from me? Um, maybe they think they're a definite yes. And so they don't really have to try in the interview per se or 
they're simply just not answering questions. Like they're deciding, you know, that's a question that I've already answered or that's, you know, something that I think is clear on my resume. So I'm just going to repeat my resume out loud. It comes off as very distant from the hiring manager's perspective. So be aware of that end as well. The kind of like too cool for school or hard to get or bored, unengaged, low energy sort of vibe. Okay, that's the other type of catfishing. Because sometimes afterwards, you know, when you're working with people, I've noticed they act one way in an interview scenario and are completely different for better or worse once they actually are on the job. And that's one thing I would just try to avoid. The whole point of this pre-hire conversation is to give each other a sense of what to expect. You wouldn't want them to be catfishing you. And maybe they are, who knows, right? Maybe they're not even your actual manager. Maybe they are simply an interviewer, just gathering information to pass along. Either way, you wouldn't want to be catfished. So don't catfish, be as authentic as possible. And that's the best way I can really put it for you guys here. I hope that helps. And you know, I'm sure most hiring managers who are listening to this episode, you know, would agree that we can definitely sniff any funny business out in a hot second like think about what is kind of flowing around in your brain when you think about these scenarios when you're maybe preparing or it's the day of or you want to get ready or you just found out it's on the calendar really be mindful of what is flowing around in your noggin any insecurities or you know, self-confidence issues or, you know, ego or arrogance that is really floating around in there or expectations or um, attachments, anything that's not just simply, I'm going to show up and do my best and I have the answers and we'll see what happens from there. Anything that's not just kind of more on the neutral stage, you really want to be aware of because we think it's only in our heads, but on the other end of the table, as the interviewer, as especially as someone who interviews hundreds of people often, for better or worse, this definitely will be showing. The way you answer things, how you present, how you show up, who you're being, right, in the conversation. Remember, the resume will get you the interview, but not the offer. And that resume readers or application systems and things like that, they use text and matching to filter candidates, potential candidates, right? But humans make their decisions mostly off of gut feelings. Remember, there isn't one size fit all sort of hiring criteria to make decisions, which means there is, and this is a whole nother story, um, some degree of bias that is going to be involved. Gut feeling isn't this sort of like equation. It is based off of emotions. So what are the emotions that you want to leave behind when they think about you afterwards? Will they even remember the interview? What do you want them to remember? The All of the great things you said and how awesome you sounded or the fact that you were sounding like a robot unintentionally. You know what I mean? So just be mindful of these sort of things. And when you're answering a question, here's your answer key in a nutshell. Number one, does it answer the question that they asked? Literally, there are times where people just decide not to answer the question and they say something else. Number two, is it 
true? Are you making something up? Or is this something that's really true from your experience, from your life, from your views, whatnot? Number three, is it relevant? Okay, so if someone asks you a question about what motivates you in your career and you talk about how um, when you get, you know, bonus points on your credit card, that really motivates you to go shopping, you know, something just completely irrelevant, then it does answer the question and it is true, but it's not relevant. So remember that you are in an interview um, and I say this with complete um, love and care for you guys that these are things that happen often, okay? And so does it answer the question, is it true, is it relevant? That's your answer key right there, bam, period. And when I say tell them what you do, remember that's what you do. What is your work? Not what you did, not what you want, not what you think you're supposed to say, not what you made up. Tell them what you do. You can do that, right? When people call me, you know, on the phone during an actual hiring process, they really honestly try and call me before the interview session. And these are the exact things I say to them. And what I want you to know is that what I'm more interested in is your self-evaluation, your reflection after the actual moment. So when you're reflecting afterwards, this isn't hypothetical. This is like what actually happened. Your stress is really released. There's not, it's not a moment to overthink the situation, but really just look over what did they ask? What did you say back as your answer? things you might do or say differently next time, anything that stood out positively or negatively, just overall learning from the experience. One quote that I would offer to you is treat every day like an interview. This was something that really served me well. Treat every day like an interview. Every day is an interview. This is just another day. So we're not attached to the outcomes. We're not getting graspy. It's another walk in the park, right? Treat every day like an interview. That's really how you can get more comfortable and master these situations. This skill set is that massive opportunity to learn, grow as a professional, a skill set that will be so beneficial for your career. Because remember, it's one thing to be able to do the day-to-day work and another to land offers, to interview that hiring process overall, okay? And building a career is essentially being able to land offers over and over and over. So step one, hit the market. The whole goal was to speak to a human. And now you're at this stage, right? And as long as you follow these concepts that I just shared with you, you will be way further along than you might realize. So notice again what's swirling around in your noggin. Write it down. It will show you what you're thinking. And you've got to be aware of the beliefs that you're bringing into the situation. And here are a few that might be helpful for you to take away as a wrap up. You know, I did my best and that is perfection. Until there are offers on the table. I'm going to keep going to build my career. I'm not getting graspy or taking it personally or spiraling into overwhelm. I treat every day like an interview as if my career depends on it because it does. <laughs> and lastly, no matter where you are now, you can only improve 
as long as you put in that intentional effort, you literally ignore the fluff, you will be headed on the right track. You will be so much further along than you realize. And you're listening to this episode, so that shows that you do care about your career and that you can actually dig the <laughs> things that sound like they make sense and that you can put into practice. That's the goal of this, okay? Even if you feel something I said here in this episode doesn't feel like a fit for you and your path, although that's impossible, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, you know, this is something you can do no matter where you are with this skill set at the moment. The answers are inside of you. It's all part of the learning and growing and you'll reflect afterwards to get even better each time. And your number one goal is just simply tell them what you do. All right, guys, I will talk to you next week with part three of this hiring process. And to wrap up, I hope you all have a fabulous Labor Day weekend. Enjoy.